in the beginning it's easy because you have your classics you have the pictures you love most and I think the book is, is really well balanced it came out nice I like it when people recognize your signature style you know at some point you have to wake up and still feel the passion to do what you do and it's not that taking pictures of cars was getting boring it just became comfortable and I don't like to be comfortable I'm at my best when I'm out of my comfort zone because then I have to stretch myself then I have to push myself then I have to get the best out of myself everybody welcome to horsepower heritage i'm maurice merrick and greetings to all of you around the world listening from places like flushing new york jasper georgia airdrie alberta canada riyadh saudi arabia rashtat germany and london england thanks for joining me once again and if you're new to the show glad to have you on board and today bart kuykens returns to the show Bart is a photographer based in Antwerp, and he's known for his preference for black and white analog images. He's got a very distinctive style, very grainy and ethereal, and he's now wrapped up his book series on Porsche cars and their owners, which is entitled A Flat Six Love Affair. It's now spanned seven years and seven books, and the final volume, which is out now, is called The Essential Love Affair, which are his favorite photos among the thousands he took in that time. So I wanted to catch up with Bart and chat about that as well as what's next for him. He's a really busy guy. He's kind of a globetrotter. And I hope you'll enjoy it. By the way, pay a visit to Bart's website, which is bartkuykens.com. That's K-U-Y-K-E-N-S.com. And I'll put links in the show notes, make it easy for you. And before we get started, just a reminder, please rate and review the podcast. Really important because it actually does help new listeners discover the show. And also, share it with your car friends, because I'm on a mission to bring you the best podcast I possibly can, and growth is essential. Don't forget, there's also a Horsepower Heritage YouTube channel, and the Instagram page is about to crack 10,000 followers, which I'm pretty excited about because it's all been organic growth. I've been working pretty hard on that. So head over to YouTube and Instagram, give me a follow over there if you haven't already, and let me just say, you guys, my audience, are the key to everything here. I have big plans for the future of this brand or community or whatever you want to call it. I'm not even sure myself, but stick with me because there's great stuff yet to come. All right, sit tight. And when we come back, it's Bart Kuykens right here on Horsepower Heritage. Hi, guys. Maurice Merrick here, and I want to tell you what's new at Model Citizen Diecast. First, there's the 1971 Mario Andretti Ferrari 312B2. It's a Formula One car in 143rd scale, and it's perfect for that shelf in your office. Or how about a pair of 1966 Porsche 906s, both from the Targa Florio and in different liveries, also in 143rd scale. And you can see these and many more special cars at ModelCitizenDieCast.com. Use the promo code HERITAGE at checkout for 10% off your order. Limitations apply. From race cars to street cars and everything in between, it's Model Citizen Diecast. Because your inner child still wants to play with cars. Bart Kukins, welcome back to the show. Good to see you again. Nice to see you, Maurice. 
Yeah, I know you've been super busy uh, traveling the world. You just got back from Miami. I would love to hear about the event you were at there. But um, we're going to be talking today about your latest book, which is The Essential Love Affair, which is kind of like the greatest hits from your series, A Flat Six Love Affair, right? Yeah, correct. Yeah, I've been in Miami for um, 17 or 18 days. I landed uh, three days ago. I was at an event called DRT. That's the Rentreffen organized by Alvaro from Zweck and his team. Great event. And of course, you have the Miami weather, which is always great, especially when it was freezing in Belgium and, and snowing for a couple of days. And I was walking around in my T-shirt and 28 degrees was, was really nice there. And yeah, I launched my latest book in the Flat Six Love Affair series, uh, which is called The Essential Love Affair, which is basically a best of of the seven books that I did before. You've shot thousands of rolls of film over the last eight years for this project, right? How hard was it to pick your favorites? Well, in the beginning, it's easy because you have your classics. You have the pictures you you love most, the pictures you you use during exhibitions, uh, the bestsellers, the classics. And then, yeah, at some point, you have to make a decision. Like, So you, have, you, you always have to disappoint some some people or yourselves okay this picture because maybe in a couple of weeks i'm thinking oh my god it was an amazing picture why it's not in the book but yeah you have to you have to make a decision at some point and i think the book is is really well balanced it came out nice Uh, it's a white cover instead of a gray or black cover so i released in miami for the first time i shipped 100 books for the event uh was sold out in two days which was really great so i'm quite happy with with how things went i shipped yeah i think around 300 books the last the last since I came back so they're all gonna gonna be arriving at people's places uh, today tomorrow in the next couple of days nice and Bart for people who aren't familiar with a flat six love affair can you give us just a rundown on how that project started and what what the concept is well I started taking pictures eight years ago from classic Porsches and their owners because I always like to include the owners in the in the picture as well at least for most of the pictures. Sometimes it's, it's a car alone, of course. But And I started with uh, Joost Hermes. It's a guy from the Netherlands. And I, it's a friend. And I just asked him, hey, Joost, can I, can I photograph you? Because I'm shooting analog, black and white. And I want to see how it goes with the, with the Porsches. Um, developed the pictures. They looked nice. Photographed another guy, another guy, another guy. And at some point, I, I think I had seven or eight people. Um, and I said, hey, I'm going to try and make a book and see where it goes. So I ended up with 35 people uh, for the first book. Uh, we decided to go for 911 copies, which was a lot. Uh, I can tell you when you when they bring 911 books into your office, it's a, it's a it's a big pile of books. But yeah, for me it was a big surprise. It sold very well, so um, I almost sold out in a, in, a, yeah, in a couple of months. So I decided to keep shooting, and I decided to make a second book. And at the first book, we put a P. The P from Porsche. And with the second book, uh, I decided to put a no uh, on the book. So, uh, so I was thinking, okay, if 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 I'm going to do that, then I have to commit and I have to make seven books because then you will have Porsche at the end of the series, which was a little bit tricky. I was a little bit scared because when I released the second book, I didn't know if people were going to like it as much as they did with the first book. Uh, maybe they didn't like the first book and they were not buying the second book anymore. But um, it went well. 
that book is sold out again and then I did the ebook three, four, five, six and seven. So it's really it's really interesting to see eh, how um, yeah, how it worked. Second, I'm gonna tell the kids, Dan The the kids are uh, having some fun in the other room. Second, I'm sorry. It's okay. Jongens, ik heb de podcast voor het werk. Ik ben aan het zijn live aan het opnemen van Amerika. Ik wil nul geluid horen. Nul. Ja? Jij naar boven en jij voor een tv en het geluid opstellen. Hoe, Mil? Ja. Ja, I'm back. Sorry about that. Right on. Well, it's fun being a dad, isn't it? And it's got to be hard to be on the road. Yeah, when they were younger, um, it wasn't that hard for me because they were so young you know and they had no clue anyway if i was gone for a day or for a week i think for them was felt like a little bit of of the same but now uh, my youngest is nine my oldest is 13 they yeah they have their ipads or their phone and they call me like hey where are you and show me uh, and send me a picture of the cars and can you bring me a jersey from a football team and whatever so and sometimes they that's okay, but if they call and it's you have you're jet lagged and they call like, when do you come home, daddy? It's like, oh my god, still like still ten days or whatever. Um, so yeah, that's a little bit harder, of course, because I'm doing this for yeah quite some time now, and some years I'm around between one fifty and two hundred days a year that I sleep abroad in hotels, and yeah, of course it looks fun on Instagram. And it is fun. It's it's amazing. And I wouldn't change for for anything else. But there's a lot of evening that it gets that it gets really lonely as well. Because you're sitting there in that hotel room after a long day. And then yeah, and then your family is, is nine hours ahead of you. Yeah? It's a different time room, so you miss you miss everything. So yeah, most people don't see that part of the of the sacrifice that I make. And it is a sacrifice because I, I told myself, hey, this is what I want to do. This is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to do it whatever it takes. And it gives me a lot of a lot of fun, a lot of great times, a lot of traveling, a lot of meeting in super interesting people. I'm very grateful for what what Jeff Swart did for me, what Pat did for me, what the guys in, in Miami did for me, uh, what Magnus did for me. Uh, I'm very grateful for that, also for all the podcasts, but... Yeah, there's still a flip side on the coin, and that that, that means that that yeah, for, for example, that sometimes I miss a football game of my kids, and then I feel and I feel a little bit guilty, like oh my god, what am I doing here? And they have they're having a game, and they the only thing they want is that daddy is coming to watch the game, you know? Uh, and then they call me, yeah, I scored four times, and they're like, oh yeah, okay. Um, yeah, there are there are trade offs with everything, right? And of course, yeah, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I yeah. I totally yeah. feel you. Bart, you mentioned your preferred way to shoot is on film, so analog, black and white. Your style has a grain to it in the photos that I think it makes it very distinctive. Yeah, I, yeah, I started to shoot on um, on film. Um, I started with Leica M, M6, M7. Then I mixed it up with uh, Hasselblad H1, 6x4.5 format. Because over the years, my eyes got worse. And with the, with the Hasselblad, the viewfinder is a little bit more bright. It's bigger, of course. So it was easier for me to work. I still use the Leicas, but I switched to R, R7, R8. But I, I always... I was consistent in shooting the same film over the seven, over the yeah, seven almost eight years, which was Kodak Trix 400. So I all, all, every picture I took was with that film. 
um, and it's a, of course it gives a nice nice grain to it, which I like. So you lose the details, of course, but it gives a lot of of mood. You get the mood instead, and that's you get the cinematic view. And this is what I like about photography anyway, because I have a, a digital camera as well, of course, and. Yeah, sometimes difficulties with 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 the sharpness of the picture. I think it's 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 just too sharp to be to be nice. But uh, that's a of course that's a personal personal feeling. Uh-huh. Well, there's an ethereal quality to your photography, which I really like. It. I feel like I can usually identify. Hey, that's Bart shot that. You know. Well, that's a big that's a big compliment, and that's that's something I. It doesn't mean that I have to shoot all my life the same style because I, I I think you should as an artist you should once in a while try new things and maybe shoot digital or maybe shoot in color or maybe shoot yeah different stuff but um, I like it when people recognize your signature style inevitably you're going to change and grow as an artist right throughout your career and and I mean that that's true of this series right like you're not the same guy you were when you started the series no, absolutely not. When I when I see my when I see volume one, I have a lot of pictures which I wouldn't take today. But back then it made sense. Back then I thought it was the the way to go. Back then I thought it was the right angle to shoot, the right lens to use. And when I see it now, I would never do it again like this. For me, I also see the evolution in in, in books one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. The thing is, after a while, you know what you want and what you don't want. In the beginning, you're happy with, with, yeah, with everything, uh, almost like, like, hey, there's someone who wants to shoot with me. And now you get more picky, of course. And after book number two and three, yeah, I built up my 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 brand a little bit, my name a little bit, so it was easier for me to get to the more interesting names without without saying that that uh, the guy next door was not interesting for me because I always kept a nice balance and consistency in shooting and celebrities and normal people and the guy next door and the big collections and the people who has one car and that was that was of course f- interesting to see for me so yeah so bart i know you're back in at home in antwerp now you told us you just got back from miami but your schedule is crazy the next what 6 months i was looking at your at your website miami lisbon la san francisco zurich monaco what's going on well there's a lot going on also, Las Vegas will be there. London and Paris will be there. Yeah, the thing is, I have a collaboration with Vitra now. Um, that's the first thing we're gonna do. We're gonna. Oh, first I travel to Lisbon. We have a book signing there. Um, then I come back. Then we have the opening of Vitra, and the new office in Zurich. And is that a publisher or an art gallery? No, Vitra is 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 the... basically they make furniture. Oh. So they have the license of the Eves, for example, uh, and a lot of other uh, uh, designers. So uh, they're opening a new office in, in Zurich, and they want my work on the wall there. Uh, so we're going to do yeah, an exhibition together with the opening of Vitra. Uh, we collaborate for that one. And then I come back for a couple of days, and then I fly to LA, San Diego, San Francisco, Palm Springs, and Las Vegas, where I will have an exhibition in Vegas and probably one in Palm Springs as well. Uh, for LA, I'm shooting the celebrities and the artists, but also some some car stuff. Uh, we might do a little event there. I'm talking to a couple of people now, uh, maybe to do a, a small book signing while I'm there anyway. Yes, see some friends because, of course, over the last couple of years, I traveled many times to LA 
So when I'm there, it's always good to, to have a coffee and say hi. Well, listen, when you're in LA, first of all, we should have breakfast again if you've got time. I think it was, I think we had breakfast at Abotkini, but I, I don't know the name of the place anymore. Yeah, it's in Venice, great little spot. There was nobody there but us. It was great. Yeah. Fantastic. Bart, what, what is, what's your plan for Monaco? Are, is that coinciding with the Grand Prix? Well, I, I work together with a company called Achtus 20 in Germany um, with NFTs. And with them, we decided to rent a gallery for one month in Monaco. Um, and it's during the Grand Prix. So I'm going to be there during the Grand Prix, which I think it's an amazing time of the year to be in Monaco. And we have the exhibition space, and I'm going to do an exhibition there with my automotive prints. But I will also do collaborate with a French actress, which I photographed a couple of times, um, Mylène Jamponoy. And we're going to do a, 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 a vernissage with her as well. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting for sure. Bart, did you say 8 and 20? Yeah, exactly. What, tell me about them. What do they do? Well, they, it's, it's, a big, it's a young company. It's a new company. And they're investing now in, in, in with me, of course. They, they collaborate for the NFTs. So they want to give it a try. Um, they collaborate with a musician from the Netherlands as well, making NFTs. So they do a lot of stuff. Uh, they, they're in the wine business. They're in the IT business. They do the NFTs. So it's, it's really interesting. And they, yeah, they contacted me a couple of months ago. We met in Berlin. Uh, we had uh, two exhibitions already, one in Munich and one in uh, Ingolstadt, which was very successful uh, for me. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for that. Very cool. Obviously, you've got a lot going on. Are you finding any time to drive to enjoy a car these days? Well, that's a good question. When I'm traveling and I stay for a couple of weeks abroad, then I, of course, then I rent a car and then I try to rent something, uh, to rent something sexy. But at home, yeah, I live in Antwerp. So I think I'll drive my classic car maybe 20 days a year. So that it's not so much, to be honest. I would, I would love to drive them more, but the weather is not always what I hoped for. Traffic is getting more and more crazy. And yeah, you, I don't take them out that much anymore, to be honest. And, and the fun starts for me when you drive to the Black Forest in Germany. It's beautiful. But the way from here, there, the six hours, seven hours including traffic jam is, is quite boring on the highway. So the older I get, the more I'm, I'm thinking, should I buy something more recent? You know what you need to do, Bart? Here's what you need to do. You have to tie it to an event. So you've got to come up with a cool road trip. So maybe you drive it to Le Mans Classic, right? In the summertime and take it on all of the secondary roads. Just avoid the the highway you know and have little stops on the way make it an adventure have you ever been in belgium <laughs> no i haven't okay then no also the secondary way is not that interesting of course it's just what you want to make out of it but it's because i'm always limited in time and then you want to you want to be quick and have a quick drive and a quick drive doesn't work here it works in, in 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 portugal or it works in la or it works in whatever if you like in the in the in uh uh, in the Carolinas, for example, it's beautiful to drive, but um, yeah. Well, I'm sorry to hear that, buddy. I mean, at least you have the opportunity to travel and, and have those drives in those places. And that was a great list, although I'm not sure if LA is a quick drive. It depends on where you're at. But yeah. I, yeah. Some days I'm, I'm surprised by how little traffic. I was on the road the other day. Gosh, one, it was Friday and there was nobody out. I think everybody had already left town for the weekend. 
Yeah, but in LA the traffic sucks, of course. But if you want to have a drive and you go in the mountains, it's it's beautiful. If you want to do a Pacific Coast Highway up and down, well, it's not like one day up and down, but you can drive it up and sleep and come back. It's a nice little cute weekend. The opportunity is there and the weather is there, of course. Uh, we have the problem of the weather, of course, uh, as well. Because, for example, if I have a meeting in Hamburg, which is more or less like five, six, seven hour drive. If it's if the road is good, it's five hours. You don't want to do that in a 912, five hours on the highway, because that's no fun at all. Uh, it, it used to be fun when I was when I was much younger and I was excited for every for every mile I did in the car. But now, yeah, you have to be there on time. You have a schedule. You always you want to come back as well, of course. So, and if you got stuck in a major traffic jam, yeah, I, I get it. So, by the way, I need to mention that you also do a lot of portraiture, and you had a book called Fast and Painless that was all portrait photography. Some people famous, some not so famous, but all interesting faces. Yeah. I was traveling so much and I met so much interesting people and, 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 and beautiful faces that I started to take portraits of people as well. You know, at some point you have to wake up and still feel the passion to do what you do. Uh, and it's not that taking pictures of cars was getting boring. It just became comfortable. And I don't like to be comfortable. Uh, I'm at my best when I'm out of my comfort zone because then I have to stretch myself, then I have to push myself, then I have to, to get the best out of myself. So I started to take portraits of people, and at some point I had so much that I, yeah, that we made a book out of it. And the book is called Fast and Painless. And then people ask why Fast and Painless because, because I shoot fast and and I think painless as well. And it was always my one-liner to, if you reach out to a, to a celebrity or to an artist, of course they never have time. And then then I always told them, listen, I shoot fast and painless, and it's going to be done in a couple of minutes. Uh, I have an interesting uh, story about, I at some point I photographed Dave Gann from Depeche Mode. He's not in the book, by the way, because the book was released already. And his manager said, okay, okay, we're going to make it work, don't worry. So at some point we meet in the hotel in Paris. I was traveling with them five days, London, Paris, and then Berlin for a little show. And he said, okay, you have two minutes. The light, I should unfilm everything. So the light was not even... So you have to prepare a little bit before that to know, okay, how is the light here? I set my camera because you, most of the time you don't have that much time with those guys. Um, and I don't think it was even... I don't. I think it was 30 seconds. So I took a picture, I took another one, and the manager tapped on my shoulder and said, okay, man, it's time to go. Uh, and that was it. I took four or five <laughs> pictures. But I have two good ones. Yeah, it's a total different way of taking pictures than people with a car they you can a car you can tell the people hey i want the car here or there uh, they, have a, they have a little bit more time you can direct it a little bit more and with celebrities when they're really big names they yeah they give you one minute and you have to do it and i yeah i like that as well shooting cars though the lighting is completely different too right yeah, of course. If you shoot a if you shoot a portrait, you you see or you try to frame in a different way than 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 you frame a car. Yeah, I'll go with the I'll go with the flow there. I go. I said it before. I don't really prepare for a shoot. I go to the place. I meet some somewhere with them, uh, and I see how it goes. And most of the time, I'll I'll get the most out of it. And I try to be creative. Well, listen, Bart. 
thanks for coming back on the show uh, with all the stuff that you got going on. It sounds like things are really rolling along for you. The book is called The Essential Love Affair. It's the last in your series of seven. So if you're a Porsche fan, check it out. The website is bartkuykens.com. That's B-A-R-T-K-U-Y-K-E-N-S.com. And I'm going to put links in the show notes so that people can check that out and uh, grab a copy. And looking forward to seeing you when you hit LA. March 6th, I will be there. Excellent, my friend. All right. I know it's late there in Antwerp. Thanks for staying up late with me. Thanks, Maurice. See you soon. That's all for this episode of Horsepower Heritage. Go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash HP Heritage, and you can give as little as $2 to support the show. Or you can make that a monthly gift, which helps me bring you more great stories. I'll see you back here on this Friday, February 24th, for a special bonus episode. And we're going to be talking about some homegrown American sports car classics. So tune in then. You got a two for this week. And then we're back to the bi-weekly schedule on Wednesday, March 8th, with a deep dive into the fascinating early history of Bentley motor cars. All right, my friends, until next time, I'm Maurice Merrick. Thanks for listening. <laughs>